Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When Diplomacy Fails presents... The July Crisis Anniversary Project, a day-by-day account of the events that occurred 100 years ago. Prologue. Today is the 28th of June, 2014. And on this day, 100 years ago, occurred the following events. Franz Ferdinand awoke on the morning of the 28th of June with a level of relief. Soon his trip along the Balkans would be over. His room, kitted out with an Arabian-style decor, complete with Persian carpets, were all very befitting of the heir to the throne of Austria. But for the staunch Catholic Ferdinand, it had outstayed its welcome. That was not the only thing that had outstayed its welcome. Ferdinand was all too aware of the levels of resentment underlying his Bosnian trip. Only a few years before, Austria had annexed the region of Bosnia-Herzegovina into the Austrian Empire, an act which dramatically affected its relations with Slav-friendly Russia, as well as causing nationalistic dilemmas for the Austrians on the ground in the Balkan region itself. Ferdinand had vehemently opposed the annexation as a needless provocation of Austria's Slavic population and as a slap to the face of Russia, whose foreign minister at the time was forced to quit under a hail of Austro-German pressure. This same foreign minister, a Count Alexander Izvolsky, humiliated and bent on revenge, positioned himself as the Russian ambassador to France, a post which boded ill for any possibility of cooperation with either states in the future. Ferdinand had reason to be positive, though. Not only was this day, Sunday the 28th of June, the last day of his three-day trip to the corner of the Empire that began on Thursday afternoon, but he had been allowed to bring his wife Sophie along with him. The relationship between the Archduke and wife was a lesser-known portion of the now infamous assassination story. Franz Ferdinand, having chosen to marry Sophie, went against the express wishes of his father and offended all Habsburg sensibilities in the process. As per the terms of the marriage, Ferdinand had to agree to disinherit the children that would be born within it. 
He had signed this oath of renunciation in 1900, with the date also happening to be the 28th of June. Mindful of this anniversary and the difficulty it posed for him, Ferdinand was grateful to have Sophie on side. In this instance, he was at least allowed to talk to her. The Habsburg dynasty had ensured that no end of humiliations accompanied the marriage. Ferdinand was not allowed to refer to her in any public toasts, and she could only speak to him when permitted. A grand spectacle was made of forcing her to sit at any functionaries in a seat far away from her husband, or in between individuals who had an inflated sense of importance for themselves. The date was also significant for Serbia since it had been 625 years to the day that the Ottoman Empire had wiped out Serbian independence, also on the 28th of June. This day now resembled a holiday of national resistance for Serbs, and those within Serbia who wished to put a special exclamation point on the anniversary by moving against their major enemy in the Balkans were given ample opportunity to do so, since Ferdinand's itinerary for the trip in the Balkans had been made public knowledge for months. It was while learning of this itinerary in a Zagreb newspaper that a Bosnian Serb collected the report and sent it to his friend, who opened the letter while eating lunch in a coffee house in Belgrade. While examining the itinerary, he pointed out to his friend, Gavrilo Princip, that it would give any would-be plotter the perfect chance to strike. That night the two men agreed to perform the assassination of the Austrian Archduke by utilising their connections to the numerous secret societies present within Serbia. Ferdinand merely had to pose for a final photo and endure the last leg of the journey home. He had endured already two days of Austrian military manoeuvres, banquets and meetings with Bosnian officials in order to ensure that the region was politically under Habsburg control. Indeed, the previous day's actions could be considered a success. The people were enthusiastic and chanted long live the air as the motorcade passed by. The Muslim mayor of Sarajevo had requested that the people show the Archduke some Slavic hospitality by decking out their shop fronts with imperial flags, and the people of the town had gone one better by plastering Ferdinand's face across their windows and doors. There was no reason Ferdinand expected any different a reception today, and yet today would be so different, because though the would-be assassins had been in the town since Wednesday, they had only managed to retrieve their weapons on Saturday night. They planned now to make their move. Sarajevo's major road, known as the Apple Key, which ran parallel to the town's river, was the obvious route of choice, since from that road all points of the town were accessible. Because of the publishing of the itinerary, Gavrilo Princip and his six other terrorists knew the time that the motorcade was expected to pass along this road, between 10 and 10.30am. However, though they knew his route, there was no guarantee that the would-be assassins would act. Indeed, the imperial procession passed the first two men by without either having lifted a finger, leaving it to the third man to throw the bomb that grazed Ferdinand's face before falling behind the Archduke's car and exploding under the bonnet of the car behind him. The motorcade mostly stopped as the assassin was caught attempting to jump into the river, which was no more than a trickle in the height of summer, and he was brought in for questioning. Ferdinand, with all the dignity of an imperial heir, dismissed his own scratch and inquired for everyone's safety, ensuring that those that had been injured received transportation to the garrison hospital for treatment. Come on, Ferdinand said, this fellow is insane. Gentlemen, let us proceed with the programme. When his motorcade appeared to speed up to avoid any more assassination attempts, Ferdinand ordered it to slow down so his subjects could see him properly. 
By that time, the remaining assassins, including Princep, had abandoned their positions further up the river. Though of calm mind, Ferdinand was in a foul mood when he reached the town hall. While Sophie went to see a deputation of Muslim women, Ferdinand was greeted by the town's Muslim mayor attempting to recite his rehearsed speech of welcome as if nothing had happened. Ferdinand interrupted this awkward attempt by snapping, That's rich! We come here to visit this city and we are greeted by bombs! Hurried into the hall, Ferdinand was advised to skip the planned museum trip, and Ferdinand agreed, but said he would have to visit the hospital and check on those wounded in the bomb attack from before. This hospital could be reached along a narrow road called the Franz Josefstrasse, but the plan was to speed along the Apple Key once again, in an attempt to avoid any more assassination attempts, and then take the long way around before returning to the governor's house and ending the Bosnian trip at last. Gavrido Princip at this stage hadn't given up trying to assassinate the Archduke, but Ferdinand was not going to make it easy for him. By changing his expected route, the itinerary that the terrorists had was now mostly useless. One of Princep's colleagues had taken a position further up the Apple Key, where Ferdinand would have to slow down as he turned a corner, so Princep followed suit, and waited opposite the Latiner Bridge, where Ferdinand would also have to slow down if he followed his original itinerary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It was just past 11am when Ferdinand and his now beefed-up motorcade sped down the Apple Key, past the point where Princep's colleague had expected them to turn. The motorcade was led by a police car, with the governor's car behind it, Ferdinand and Sophie's car behind that, and three more cars behind them. Surrounded by this wall of cars, they would present a virtually impregnable target for any bomb attacks, and an impossible shot for any determined marksman. As they sped down the Apple Key, they approached the point where they would have turned right up Franz Josefstrasse had the plan not been changed for Ferdinand's security. It was also the point where Princep was waiting because the itinerary said that the Archduke would be there and slow down for a few crucial seconds. However, Ferdinand was not meant to slow down, an attempt had been made in his life and the itinerary was thus too dangerous to follow. The motorcade, according to the agreed new plan, would continue speeding along the Apple Key, 
past Princep and towards the hospital where the injured awaited Ferdinand's noble visit. But the motorcade did not follow the agreed-to plan. Perhaps because the police car in front had not been informed of the changes and had simply led everyone else along, or perhaps because those in charge of changing the itinerary had not told enough people outside of Ferdinand's circle, or perhaps because the driver simply got confused, the first three cars, including Ferdinand's third car, followed the lead of the cars in front and turned right, up Franz Josefstrasse, where they weren't meant to go. Realising the mistake with the chief of security in the car with Ferdinand, the Archduke's driver was ordered to turn around and get back onto the main road of the Apple Key. The driver grappled with the controls, and while he did so, Gavrilo Princep, seeing Franz Ferdinand, Archduke of Austria-Hungary, sitting virtually eight feet in front of him, completely still, made his move. Princep walked to a point-blank range and fired two shots, both of which hit their mark one hitting Sophie in the abdomen, another hitting Ferdinand in the neck. Ferdinand's driver and the rest of those in the motorcade were not fully aware of what had happened. Some assumed the shots had missed, but they had not missed. As Ferdinand's car turned back onto the road, his neck spurted blood onto his chief of security. Sophie! Sophie, don't die on me! Think of the children! Ferdinand pleaded as blood dripped from his mouth. Asked by a security chief where he was injured, Ferdinand replied, It is nothing, and would go on repeating the statement as his life ebbed away, each time weaker and quieter than the last. By 11.30am on the 28th of June 1914, the heir to the Austrian throne and his wife were dead. Slain by terrorists implicated in a far-reaching conspiracy that was to spread across the top levels of Serbian military government. Princep, this unknown individual from a poor Bosnian village, had just killed the heir to one of Europe's great powers. Austria-Hungary, for years troubled by its Balkan neighbour, now finally seemed to have a casus belli and a reason for war, so long as it could prove the links between Serbian government and Bosnian Serb terrorists. The assassination of Franz Ferdinand, an event that can be seen as the culmination of the previous years of crises in the Balkans, of the nationalist rhetoric of the age, and of the Austro-Serb rivalry, would set in motion a series of events that changed the world. It is the purpose of this podcast project to chart those events on a day-by-day basis, taking you into the minds of those who sought to make use of the act, and those that strove desperately to defuse the situation, in a period of history known as the July Crisis. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.